Um, forgive my, my. Yeah, exactly. I've been tested. It's it's nothing. Uh, it's not COVID or any of that. But let me call to order the Police Judicial Legal Committee for this Monday, December the fourth. Um, item number two on the agenda is approval of the minutes. Move for approval, Mr. Chairman. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. All right, motion carries. Item three is public comments. If you have a public comment to make, please come forward, name and address. Two and a half minutes. Anyone for public comments for police judicial legal? All right, seeing none, public comments are closed. Item four would be police matters, but there are none. I assume that's still correct. Item five, judicial matters, there are none. This moves us to item six, <clears throat> legal matters, continued discussion of a proposed local hate intimidation ordinance. Mr. Pagli. Good morning, Mayor and members of the committee. Uh, this is brought back to you uh, following discussion last month. And where we left off was legals to bring back at least some proposals based on that discussion. And what we're about to get into, it's, it's really two prongs two different things, it's kind of the same, but different um, committee and then ultimately council should select or choose which uh, of these possibilities um, you believe are in the best interest of the town. The first is the hate intimidation penalty enhancement. This is a general penalty enhancement for any and all uh, crimes, which uh, based on the factors in the section, actual or perceived race, color, creed, religion, ancestry, gender, and the like. Um, that is a general penalty provision. These are the penalty enhancements. And of course, these penalty enhancements are limited as to what we can do uh, under state code. These would be the maximum amounts, $500, 30 days, and you will see uh, community service as possible, um, suspended upon completion of education counseling. The court may also designate a portion of the fine for program support. Um, these, this provision is very similar to what most of our other municipalities around the state have adopted. Um, all of them, it's been fairly uniform as to what has been adopted. We didn't believe that there was any need to uh, stray from what has proven to be at least uh, at least effective. <coughs> so that is the penalty enhancement. <coughs> Part two is the handbill portion, which is again a little bit different, but we get to the same result. Um, we do have a handbill ordinance. It is section one thirty six. Uh, 0.44, and you will see that what is uh, what is suggested here is to remove the provision about uh, allowing handbills uh, on inhabited private premises. You'll see the title. This relates to inhabited private premises uh, and just depositing handbills or the like on the ground or somewhere there. Uh, constitutionally, we have left open the option that such handbills can be delivered to persons 
So we believe uh, we are very strong from a constitutional standpoint in limiting the ability to simply place it on the premises and walk away. Um, with that would come an additional penalty for the handbill violation. And you will see that it is fairly similar to what the enhanced penalty is for the general overall uh, crime violation that we just covered a few minutes ago. Uh, so that is, those are the <coughs> two things. Um, the reason that two are required is the handbill portion is a separate part of our code. And in order to address that, we need to amend that ordinance as well as adding the general enhancement penalty. So that is the summary of it. I'm happy to answer any questions. Ms. Uh, no, I just want to thank you and uh, your team for putting this together. I think this is, um, I think this is great. I think this is a wonderful uh, potential addition to our ordinances. Um, I think given circumstances that have happened in our town and given what our peer communities have done, it is time for Mount Pleasant to, uh, to enact our own um, hate intimidation ordinance. Can we flip back to the first, the first one? Because I want to make sure we, we have clearly laid out not the handbill, but the as as I remember, um, this, our state is one of two that does not have a hate crimes statute. Correct, but they have passed one in the South Carolina House, um, which is not known for being a, a liberal body. So I would assume that it's um, at at best it's kind of down the middle of the road. Some of the um, discussion I saw, and I believe this was over in the um, Senate, I believe it was Senator um, Davis from Beaufort County, that said part of the justification for the, the hate intimidation in this, in, let me back up one step. This, this is a hate intimidation enhancement to other existing, like if you commit another crime, which is what we yeah. saw last month. Most of these in the federal, if you commit another crime and this is an aspect, you can be charged with that. So now to connect these dots, what I saw Senator Davis talking about was we already have a portion of that in, in like assault and battery of a high and aggravated nature so that there is some kind of prosecutorial discretion about the nature of the, of the criminal act. So if we were to adopt this, do we have that in, in our in our ordinances? Like, can you be charged in Mount Pleasant with something of a high and aggravated nature? Um, a high and aggravated nature, I don't believe I, we have. That would fall under the state. Um, I'm going into my the depths of my criminal knowledge, which is <laughs> not deep. Uh, but we don't have. We have general assault, 30 day type. Okay. okay. So high and aggravated nature, no, but this could enhance whatever else um, is in our code, again, such as simple assault and, and crimes like that. Okay. Yes, um, Mr. Pagrini, <coughs> we would be able to charge someone on the state code, would we not? Yeah, I believe we can. Um, we, we can charge him at the state level, but that is that would be prosecuted um, by the state in, in General Sessions Court. No, I understand that, yeah. but, but we have that ability, a police department. Yes. 
have that correct ability. So what you're asking there is we have that. It's just in a different state, state, state right. segment right. of the law, right. in which case it would actually be a more severe okay. charge than we could do just in our local courts. Right. And, and to add to your comments, Mayor, as we discussed last month, should the state uh, pass their, their proposed bill, it would very well would render, it would supersede ours. Right. So then this penalty enhancement would have to apply when another crime is committed. Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, and this would apply across all of our town ordinances? Yes. State as well or no? Well, if, if the charge is pending, if there is a charge pending in municipal court, then it would apply. Right. So I, I guess the example to further what you were saying before, if it was assault and battery of a higher and aggravated nature, which going back to the bar exam is <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, general sessions court. Yeah, yeah. 10 years. Uh, uh, that is a general sessions charge. Of course, we couldn't add this in general sessions court. Right. But if there was a companion or other charge, it would it would be applied in municipal court. Okay. Yes, sir. Mr. Bagley, one other question. <coughs> we didn't use this ordinance, and we did make a charge. Would it hinder or prevent state or federal agencies from adopting or bringing charges? No, sir. Okay. Yeah, none, none of that would change. This is a penalty enhancement. And as you're well aware, charges are often upgraded uh, based on ongoing investigation and additional evidence, and nothing would prevent that. Thank you. So, just in the, you know, what about unintended consequences? Let's say somebody's driving down 17 and they decide to rob a convenience store. And it turns out that the owner of that convenience store fits one of these groups. You're not going to, I mean, it's, it's unlikely, right, that law enforcement's going to say, you robbed that convenience store because you knew that that owner or that clerk fit, you know, take your pick in any of those. But when it's something very obviously motivated by hate, targeted or something like that, that's where this would apply, right? Yes, sir, depending on the charge, right. Okay. So, in other words, we're not, in effect, playing favorites among victims of crime. It is the specific nature of the crime itself. Yes, sir. Okay. That's correct. Just want to make sure. Does that... I mean, we got a, a law enforcement professional and a lawyer up here. I, I'm just asking if everybody feels comfortable... With that. All right, do we want to move, move, move that we recommend um, approval of this to full council for Tuesday? Second. All right, we have a motion uh, to approve and a second and to recommend to council. Is there any further discussion? All right, all in favor, say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Right. And uh, just for the edification, this is going to come under two separate ordinances because of the penalty enhancement as well as the handbill. Got it. Yes. So that's that one. Let's move to the handbill portion. Okay. But do we need to? Well, that I think we can move to the next. I, I believe the handbill's already was okay. included in that motion. It was. Was it? it okay. Was. I, I know my second was. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure that you were motioning for both. So yeah. that is for the <coughs> intimidation penalty enhancement and for the handbill. Yes. Okay. 
So okay. ready for the next item? Now? Yes. Okay. Um, I, this is um, was brought about after discussion at the last council meeting. This is a discussion and possible action related to section 30.06 which is our uh, which addresses the mayor pro tem portion uh, of our code and of course last week uh, council voted on a new mayor pro tem and that is for as you see in section b <clears throat> for a period of two years and um, there was discussion about that so mr um, mayor and members of the committee i'm the one who brought this up and um we had a very uh, cordial meeting, uh, council meeting, and um, Mr. Santos was so uh, eloquent in recommending uh, Councilor Member Whitley to serve as the Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, our ordinance now says for two years. Uh, my suggestion is that the opportunity to give all council members who have recently been elected or previously elected an opportunity to serve as mayor pro tem if they want to and if they can you know work on helping the mayor's schedule which is pretty substantial and my thought was it should be for a year rather than two years uh, that would give, if they, if the council member chooses, an opportunity for all council members in the course of their um, term to serve one year for that purpose. And so that's why I ask that we possibly amend our current uh, ordinances to allow that to happen. And what you're seeing here is what's been brought to us by our attorneys saying if in order to do that we have to make a revision to the ordinance we wouldn't necessarily have to do it but it was something that each year council would choose to do or not to do and um, i would like to see it in the form of an ordinance revision i'm open to see what everybody thinks <coughs> would the committee be open to any change that is made be after i mean we elected you to a two-year term and and i don't see that changing but make it effective if it passes after her sure, her two sure. Year term. Yeah. i'm just thinking that now since we've had a an opportunity to have another mayor pro tem that maybe now is the time to revise our ordinance mm -hmm. that would give all council members at a point in time the opportunity to serve as mayor pro tem if they if they wanted to so i think i, I like that idea i think my concern is is that even if it was a yearly um election for mayor pro tem it wouldn't the numbers that work out where all eight council members would be able to have a year because we, because we're on a two-year offset, right? So I don't think, I don't think that, because I know in some councils it just sort of rotates around, like it, on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. So I don't, um, so I don't know that it would be a um, something that 
that everyone would have the opportunity to do if it was one year. Uh, what if we had like a two-year limit, right? Like, so it, it would be a person for two years and then it would rotate to a new person for two years. And also, I mean, the mayor, I think it, in, it, it's very rare that the mayor pro tem is actually called upon to do anything. And so if it's a one-year term, I think that there's a chance that the mayor pro tem will do nothing, nothing. And if it's a two-year term, it, it might get like a chance for, to run one meeting in that two-year term. I, 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 mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, um, I think, I think the one year is interesting, but I also think every time there is a new election for mayor pro tem, it's it's a, an opportunity that could potentially unite council or potentially divide council. So maybe it's better to do it every two years. <laughs> well, I I just brought it because. I, the governments that I've been involved with have, <coughs> have purposely done it on an annual basis um, in the event that there is an opportunity for all, all council members. Doesn't necessarily have to be because there may be some council members who don't want to do it. Um, and it may have, it may be that on a annual basis, the mayor would have an opportunity to get more involvement by having a council member who he was willing to allow to do more than just um, more than just having the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. So to give the mayor the opportunity, if he so chooses, to hand off some of the things that he is, in some cases, required to do. Um, I just bring that up to give give the mayor opportunity to do that. And also, there may be some times where the mayor is more um, willing, if you will. To give that opportunity to a council member or not, um, and I just offer that because it seems like there should be an opportunity for all council members, and wouldn't necessarily have to be. Uh, but if you had that one year, um, we have elections every two years, but we elect for or re-elect for council members. So the time is there, whether we choose to do it or not as a council is up to us. And somebody could be reelected for four years simply because the others choose not to or we like what they were doing or whatever. But it may be that we wanted to do it on an annual basis. I just offer that. There are a lot of ways to do it, um, but I would. I was thinking about the opportunity to give every member of council at a point in time that opportunity. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to push one way or the other. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud in terms of what this office can do and what it might do in terms of taking some of the everyday burdens in terms of meetings or out of town uh, issues that come up to somebody to act uh, on the mayor's behalf.
That's all. Y'all want to think about it? Think about it. Well, I mean, I view the role, I mean, the, the mayor is the mayor, and I feel like the mayor pro tem is sort of, the, as it says in the ordinance, the backup in the case of absence or disability or the case of vacancy of the mayor. It's not really like a vice mayor role or anything like that. That's not, no. that's not how it is at all. So I don't, I don't know that it, um, that it makes sense for the mayor to, to then delegate, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I can't if you want to, but I'm just saying, I don't I think, think I don't think six it makes years, sense. the mayor pro tem had to fill in for me. I know three times, maybe I'm forgetting one or two, but let's say it's four or five times and it's usually, it was because of sickness or a family emergency one time. So, um, it's, it's not, you know, you could be mayor pro tem for two years and never, never feel Never in. be called upon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why don't we think about it and, and discuss it? I don't think we have a motion um, today. But thank you, Councilman Chapman. It is something to think about. Um, just doing things because we've always done it that way is not always the wisest way to proceed. Um, all right, that, that would be uh, item 6B. Item 7 would be to adjourn. If there's nothing further, we stand adjourned. Moving right. <laughs>